All right, guys, I got a plan to make this podcast. Eli, go get some microphones. Justin, get some news. And Arnold, I'm going to need Scott's glasses. Because you're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 129 for the week of Wednesday, August 13th. I'm John, and with me tonight are... Justin. And Eli. This episode's being brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. And this week we're tantalizing you with a trio of toy reviews with a Golden Age Black Terror versus Killer Robot, Masters of the Universe Extendar, and some Blip DC Superheroes. Howdy, 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 guys. Welcome back to the show. How y'all doing? I'm good. Good, thank you. And Justin, yes. what, have you been, what have you been up to since I talked to you last? Well, I think last time we spoke to each other would have been for about 20 seconds until my computer blew up. But uh, I've sorted all those issues out now and should have a problem-free night. <laughs> and other than that, I went along to see Guardians of the Galaxy this week. So uh, yes. still on a bit of buzz from that. And I did too, and that's the first time I've been to a theater since Pacific Rim, so. Wow. It managed to draw me out, and Mrs. Nerd went with me, so. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I saw it Did too. you sit in the back row? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Actually, I went we to a. Full, we went, so. I went to a IMAX screening, IMAX 3D with my son, so we did go for the back seat, cause that's the best way to do those things. How, how was it in 3D? Uh, it was really good. I didn't really notice, which is usually the deal with 3D. I think when IMAX is kind of different, you're more um, blown away by the size of everything. Um, yeah, I don't actually recall the 3D having much effect. Hmm. I, I've heard that from other people, so that's why I was wondering. Hmm. Yeah. But it was awesome. Yes, it was very good. Yeah, I must say, I'm not really... I was just going to say, I must say, I don't really have much familiarity with the characters other than Rocket Raccoon. You know, I've got the the old miniseries from the 80s, but other than that, I have absolutely no knowledge of these characters, and I didn't care. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Sorry, John. Go no, go ahead. go ahead. No, I was just going to say basically the same thing. I don't have uh, uh, that same level either. I'm more familiar with the original Guardians, especially when they uh, teamed up in the Defenders and from the early run, but Groot and this new sort of team, I don't really have much uh, to do with either, but it didn't It didn't make a difference to me. I was just there for the spectacle and uh, to say it was on a Friday afternoon about 5 o'clock and it was a packed, uh, a packed screening. Hmm. Yeah, we had went on last Sunday, so um, it was... You know, for middle of the afternoon, it was pretty packed. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah. I have to say that, uh, you know, it, it was cool because I didn't, you know, really know any of them either, but that may be my favorite Marvel movie right now. Mm. Yeah, we've been, we've been spoiled this summer with, um, Captain America as well, but, um, I'd, I'd also struggle to, to find one better than that at the moment. 
yeah, it just, uh, it, everything kind of worked together and it, they built it up well and the pacing was good. So yeah, I liked mm-hmm. it. I liked yeah. it. I liked it a lot. Hmm. Well, what else have you been up to, Eli? I am in the midst of a book binding, um, frenzy. I've currently got, um, 29 books in various states of, um, progress at the moment. I've, um, come out of hibernation and I've said, let's do this. And, and as soon as I started doing that, I started putting other projects together and it's like, oh shit, I better finish some of these now. So I went off and um, bought some supplies today and ready to rock. Oh, cool, cool. We'll be interested in seeing some pictures when you get those done, I'm sure. Mm. I'm looking forward to doing these, trying a few different techniques and some different materials. So it should be all right. Well, cool. Are they all a series or are they all different Yeah, I've got a few different things. So I'm actually finally tackling my Firestorm project, which is the reason I got into the project in the first time. It's only now, a few years later, where I'm actually confident to to take my my precious Firestorm comics and (laughs) and bind them. And uh, I've also got uh, a bunch of Flash comics from the um, the William Messner Loeb's run, so the... Mm the before Mark Wade took over. Probably gonna get to Wade at some time, but I'm sort of starting from the, the front of that that era. Hmm. And uh a few other things, a couple of books from my son. Yeah. Oh, cool. Plenty. Very cool. Well speaking of comics, um over at T V and Film Toys this week I started a Marvel versus DC uh basically sports bracket type thing. And you can go over there and check that out because I think by the time you guys would hear this, the, the voting will have started so you can, you know, pit your heroes against, pick the ones you want. But because of that, I got to go over to, uh, the Cold Slither podcast network and be on Classic Materials, uh, team up episode, or team up series. So I kind of got to sit down and rap with him about the bracket and comics and all sorts of other stuff. And that was fun. Was there any, was there any violence? No, but, uh, he does a thing where he role plays with all his guests. <laughs> and, uh, he picks out a scene from your favorite movie. So I got to be Belloc from Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, oh. uh, yeah, that was kind of exciting. I, I, I got to act. I saw that and I saw your photo superimposed over, uh, Harrison Ford's body. And I was thinking, yeah, that's pretty good. John's been working out. Yeah. It took me a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My waist looked really good there. I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guns of steel. Yeah, it looked, uh, it was a lot of fun to be on that show. I have to, I have to admit a little thing though. Um, I haven't been able to listen to it yet. I've listened to a part of it and like when I'm editing this show, it doesn't bother me, but to kind of talk about myself and my site and stuff, uh, I, I was struggling to, to listen and, uh, it was kind of strange because, uh, normally I don't mind hearing myself talk, but apparently if I'm talking about myself, I do. So <laughs> it's kind of weird. You didn't but feel anyway. guilty like you were cheating on us? Oh, uh, no, because I talked about, <laughs> I talked about all of us. And, and so I talk about That's AFB right. and TVFT and the, the, the bracket. So, um, and because of that bracket, we're giving away points on the, uh, web. So hopefully everybody got signed up and, uh, I think you guys did. So yeah, I'm signed up. You're, you're looking for those five points. Oh, I am. Um, I need them. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you, uh, did you have any struggles filling it out? Uh, yeah, uh, the, the last, the last, uh, choice was the hardest. <laughs> uh, 
you know, I, I, I struggled with that one too. I mm. did, but I, uh, I, I picked a, a surprise, I think. Yeah. Well, at least for I w- me. I went with my heart. <laughs> uh oh. So, so. <laughs> so Apple ad wins. <laughs> I was going to say crypto wins. Okay. <laughs> that, that works. But no, that should be a lot of fun. And like I said, the voting should start. So you guys probably want to, if you're listening, go over and check out the voting and make sure your favorite hero comes out on top. But after that shameless plug, I guess we probably should get started and look at some news. Yeah, let's do it. Alrighty. Now there's something just for you and me from Underoos Underwear. E.T. is lots of fun. In my world, he's number one. G.I. Joe marching ahead. One of my friends, Jumpman Fred. Superman acts and stands in tall, but that's not all. There's a Duke's a passer. Great Batman. And the Hulk Miner. Now from Underoos Underwear, everyone's favorite, Pac-Man is here. Well, before we get to the uh, exciting toy reviews this week, we'll take a look at a bit of news. And, you know, it, we're in that kind of slowdown after uh, SDCC, so we probably don't have as much news as we've had the last couple of weeks. But I am sure that you guys are, are all newsed up out there. So we do have a few things that are of interest to us, and we will pass those along, and we will start with Mr. Eli. Why, thank you. Um, something very interesting popped up, uh, I think it's, it's, it's almost a week ago, but we're only seeing pictures, um, ourselves right now is from a thing called Wonder Festival in Japan. I believe this is a festival that happens twice a year, once in summer, once in winter. And we're seeing Revoltex Star Wars figures. Uh, these look to be the standard sort of six inch scale Revoltex style figures with all the usual type of articulation. We're seeing some prototype um, versions of Darth Vader, Stormtroopers, C-3PO, R2-D2. And uh, this is pretty bloody exciting. Um, I will not be pre-ordering anything just yet, but <laughs> I'd be uh, interested to see uh, how these go and where they're going to go with it. Obviously, the more robotic style figures, you know, like Stormtroopers and Darth Vaders and things like that is right in their wheelhouse, um, and they don't have to worry about actors' likenesses, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I And there's some... Aside from those figures, there's also some teaser pictures of other stuff that might be coming. So it looks like um, we might see a Boba Fett in this line as well and a Millennium Falcon and X-Wing. We're seeing silhouette pictures of as well. This is really interesting. I have to say, uh, I, uh, the Vader, which is normally the iconic piece, I'm not real impressed with his cape because they've kind of done it as an articulated... Yeah, that was the thing I was going, I was going to mention that and it is, it does stand out, um, particularly and I, I don't know, I guess it's necessary for what they, uh, the articulation that they offer for the rest of the figure. They don't want to restrict it with a cape or, or hair as the case might be. So that's the way they're dealing with that. Maybe maybe it'll look better when it's black. I don't know. Maybe the stormtrooper looks fantastic, though. Yeah, that would be my um. If I had to rank the ones I'm most interested in, that would be number one at the moment. Probably three PO number two. Yeah, yeah. R two D two. You know, I've already got one in that scale. (laughs) What more could they do? Well, I don't 
it's kind of surprising to see R2 there because he's not really made for that Revoltech joint at all. Well, you know, that's kind of the basis of their figures. And mm. But then Revoltech did those little mini Disney figures as well. Yeah, so, but, but even those are all uh, built around that Revoltech ball mm, joint system. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I like the, uh, the little, um, what's that little sort of canine style oh, droid the, the next mouse, to C3PO? Mouse, mouse droid. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a nice little, um, add in there. Yeah. It's it, cool. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see, um, more of this. Um, who knows when we will see it, but, uh, Revoltech stuff seems to happen pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they'll probably, I imagine they're not going to be any cheaper than the usual. So you'd be looking at about, um, anywhere between 45 and $70 for these. Yeah, and I bet these, because they'll be licensed, they'll be up towards the mm. higher end. Well, you know, will they be any more than Iron Man figures? I'm not sure. Mm. If they're, if they're that price, I'd be, you know, happy. But, uh, who knows how many of these they're going to make. Mm. Mm. Moving on, um, we've seen some, uh, what are we saying there? Um, we're seeing colored versions of a couple of figures we haven't seen in much detail from the Play Arts Kai DC variant series. So we're Hawkman and Darkseid. Um, we've seen these in various formats before, but we're seeing, uh, like I say, more colors, more detail, accessories. And uh, I think these two figures really suit this line quite well. I think uh, it's not my dark side, obviously, but mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's quite a striking figure. And uh, if I was the type of person who liked to spend this amount of money on figures like this, I'd I'd be keen on these. Um, the dark side, like I say, it suits. It looks a bit more of the the robotic style. It's got um, nice accessories with flames coming out of his eyes, and um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, they've done that really well, and the um, the extra set of hands looks really nice. Um, the gold touch on there is really cool. <coughs> and um, the Hawkman, surprisingly, uh, I, I don't hate that either. No, neither do I. No, the gold on <laughs> looks pretty nice. Yeah, uh, the skin tone is sort of hard to tell at the moment, but the actual sculpt of the the flesh parts of Hawkman, the exposed non-armored parts, it looks like they've done well with the sculpt at least. So interested to see more of that. Um, yeah, it could be a tempting one. Mm, he, he looks really good. It's you couldn't really tell it's Hawkman either, and. and until you see the colouring of the green and the red in the costume, but uh, it could be yeah. from anything. Yeah. Yeah. And the accessory weapons are very, very nice. Yeah, that mace. <laughs> yeah, that mace is very cool. Very good. Yeah. Speaking of uh Hawk characters, my um my daughter discovered that there was such a thing as Hawk Girl uh last week and she's been getting into superheroes. So she's managed to kind of Wonder Woman and a cheetah and a cat uh a cat girl out of me, Catwoman. And um she said, I really wish I had a Hawk girl, Dad. I'm barely able to pronounce the word hawk. <laughs> And I just so happened to have one that wasn't on display, so I couldn't justify not giving it to her. She okay. really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and in another bit of cool news is uh, a, a company called Cinemaquette. Um, 
uh, producing a uh, a 29-inch long Batmobile from the um, 89 Batman movie. So 29-inch is 12-inch wide, 6-inch high. So that's that's a big car. Oh, yeah. Um, now, this is a – it has remote control features. It doesn't – it's not a remote control RC car, like you can't drive it, but it has a little bat signal shaped remote control that allows you to um, uh, work some of the features like the missiles popping up out of the front, um, various lights, and there's a sense like there's a, some sort of smoke thing popping out the back, simulated smoke they call it, and fire effect. Um and this also has um, a Batman, scaled Batman figure at the control. So by scaled Batman figure, I imagine that's it's probably what a, almost a three and three quarter Batman in there. And the, it might be a little yeah. bit bigger. Yeah. But. Possibly a little bit bigger. Well, the, the vehicle itself is six inch high, so I don't imagine it's um, much bigger than that. And the pictures we've seen, that looks pretty cool. I don't think it's an articulated figure or anything. I think it's just a sitting in seat position, put in the seat type of thing with a cockpit that opens. This is a really amazing piece. It's very, very nice. Um, and uh, it's going to be limited to production, limited in production to 200 units worldwide. And But that's okay. It doesn't cost much at all. It's um, only about $2,500. Yeah. So you could probably pick up a couple and... Uh, <laughs> and and you'd be happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this is my all time favorite Batmobile though. So uh and, and I think a lot of people it is. And you know, if you really wanted that Batman oomph to a collection, that'd be a nice yeah. piece to have, you know, as a centerpiece. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's um yeah, it is stunning, and and if you if you go and have a look at the um, the video there that's uh, online that shows um, some of the features, you will be suitably blown away. Mm. Mm. You know, if I'd seen you know just the pictures, especially the ones where it's just the car, I would have guessed it's it was the real deal. Yeah, mm. I was just thinking the exact same thing. My one my one thing I'm not sure about are the. The hubcap emblems. I didn't remember them being yellow. Mm, but I no. could be wrong. I thought they were like chrome or something in the middle. But I, I, mm. I like I said, I could be wrong. So yeah. if I'm wrong, write in and tell me because <laughs> well, John, that. you're just going to have to buy one. And then once you get it, Pink. then watch the movie and then compare them. And if it's not the same, just send it back. Send it back. <laughs> I need to return this. Why? Well, the hubcaps are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's news from me. And we'll do the we'll do the Scott thing. Justin, something else. <laughs> yeah, something else. Uh, I'll lead on with my first story. Uh, first uh, news item, rather. Hot toys Tell Guardians us the of the story, Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you a story. Uh, I'll tell you a story about Gomorrah 1-6 scale from Hot Toys that is coming out. Uh, now, just going by the pictures here, the likeness is incredible. And then when I look at the facial features here, she has that sort of, I guess it suits the character, the, the deadpan expression. But I wasn't aware that 
those markings on her face, I thought they were just scars. Now looking at it, it looks more like a, a tattoo tribal emblem, which is uh, pretty outstanding. The likeness is incredible. And what you expect with Hot Toys, that the detailing in the costume, it looks like it's uh, the rooted hair system that they have in there comes with the standard uh, three sets of hands. And tell you what, it looks it actually looks like the actress is posing for these photos. Yeah, I actually up. had to had to actually mm. read it again to go. All oh, right, that's not just her posing for yeah, a series of there. photos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, not, I think I can honestly say that's one of the only probably one or two times I've ever thought that about a Hot Toys figure, as good as they are. Yeah. That's the thing about, well, yeah, I guess so, but it, it really does, uh, I mean, it's her likeness. It's incredible. Yeah. Mm. There's not, not too much more information as to price. Um, but there is, it's up for pre-order now, apparently, and it doesn't have a release date on these early picks either. So mm-hmm. if you're a fan of them all. Have we seen all of the Guardians now, or is, has Drax been shown yet? I think, no. sh- didn't they show him what, at that? SDCC? Oh, I'm not too sure about that. I thought they did. Because oh. hmm. I think they showed her as well, but they hadn't, like, shown all the accessories. It was just her in a case, like she was in the case. Mm. Okay. Well, there's a good chance they're going to make a buttload of money out of these these figures because the movie doing as well as it is. Yeah, and they also, yeah. um, they also made an announcement that the spoiler item that comes with uh, mm. Groot and Raccoon this week. Mm. Yeah, that's right. So, <clears throat> interesting. Which I thought the thing that's cool. interesting about that movie is presumptuous at the end about how the Guardians of the Galaxy would be returning. To mm. know that's never a good omen to put on the end of a film. I think the last people <laughs> to do that were the adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, they never came back. James Bond still always waiting. does it, doesn't Don't they? Don't they always yes. say James Bond will return? Yeah, they do. Well, the Avengers, all the Avengers movies do that as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so you're wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, my, <laughs> my next bit of news is sort of non-news. We have some cancellations to report. I think we reported on these before. Yeah. This is from, is it Zika Toys? Is this how it's yeah. pronounced? Or Zika Toys? Yeah. Yep. Uh, cancelling their second series of the $6 million in the three and three quarter retro figure line. Um, so saying now that anyone's pre-ordered will get a refund, it would seem. If they've put up a pre-order, the pre-orders will just be cancelled, I guess. So that's a bit of a bummer, I guess, if you were looking forward to the second series of The Six Million Dollar Man. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyone who is on this podcast collects them at all, but, I mean, you know, they're nice and they, they harken back to the original sort of... Figures and they're in that sort of, uh, what would you say? They, they give more of a, um, a presentation of the character than the actual likeness, so to speak. But, uh, they're pretty cool for what they were. And I guess they we're not going to see the second series of That's those. Just too bad. Yeah. It's just too bad. And the second a bit of cancellation news I have is from uh, Diamond Select Toys saying that uh, the Marvel Select movie Mystique has been cancelled. Apparently, Jennifer Lawrence wouldn't give away the likeness to the figure to be um, to get the go ahead to be made. So, it's, uh, yeah, mm, do, the Marvel Select they still do the movie stuff, obviously, but uh, is it really that much of a massive loss? 
I don't know. Well, couldn't they just do the other, um, yeah. the other Mystique from the other X Men movies? Yeah, who was that? Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess she's just Rebecca Romaine now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't have a, a massive problem with her making that decision because it's it is quite a unique um, look that mm. character has, and yes, it's an odd one. I think I think it might be considered a bit of an odd piece to have on your um, your shelf, and the um, the images. Of the at the booth apparently at San Diego there there was um they were not allowing any photograph photographs but there were a couple of photos that um snuck out and I just popped those into the uh, the script if you wanted to have a look but um they look pretty good um but yeah I think um, that's totally her call if she doesn't want uh, that to be a thing mm. Mm. yeah I guess it's her choice. Oh man, I would have liked that that bass with her though. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, she anyway. was just afraid, I guess, that yeah. people were going to do rude things with it. <laughs> I I imagine that was probably something to do with it. Yeah, but very good character. In the we movie. would never do that. The toy collectors, not I. Pictures of. So as figures that you're not allowed to take pictures of. No, just <laughs> taking pictures of figures and rude poses. No, I would never do that. <laughs> no. All right. How Why? about some happy news? Uh, yeah, sort of. <laughs> My last bit of news is that Pop Culture Shock presents Darkness from Legend Mixed Media Statue. Now, Legend was the Ridley Scott directed Tom Cruise vehicle. Is that correct? Yes. Also staying so. yep. Mia Sarah from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Is that oh, correct? Yeah. Mm. And Tim Curry. Tim Curry was the Lord of Darkness. Is that correct? Yes. Mm. Yes. Okay. So the details for this, it's going to cost you just under $1,000. Uh, it's limited to 150 pieces worthwhile. Features acrylic eyes, teeth, mixed media costume, and unicorn horn not shown. So this bad boy stands at approximately 38 inches, which is 96.5 centimeters tall and estimated that it will ship in the summer of 2015. So it is an impressive-looking uh, piece, but I just have to ask if there's enough people in the world who really remember this movie enough to sort of get aboard for this for $1,000 a pop. Well, you know what's crazy about this character is I think people remember this character, mm. but not the fact that Tom Cruise was in the movie or what the movie was about. But because, you know, if you see that character, you know immediately, oh, that's Legend, that's Lord of Darkness from Legend. Um, but it's just been kind of woven into pop culture. And I don't know that anybody really, really is a big fan of the movie, you know? Mm. I imagine there are some, some but, yeah. Yeah. Send your hate mail to Plan B. <laughs> <laughs> the premise um, of the movie is that the unicorn, they had to get his horn to... He was the last unicorn or something like that. I'd have to, unfortunately, watch it again <laughs> to get the details. But, yeah. oh, this is like going from memory. Something about a unicorn's horn I can't remember, really. Surely yeah. the movie's like uh, 1985, yeah. I was just going to say, that is, that's nearly 30 years. It'll be 30 years when it comes out. That's crazy. It's a one-third scale statue. Yeah, so. Or, um, reading. Reading the pre-order here, the one-third 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I saw. <laughs> I was about to read that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I skipped it and went, oh, 96.5 centimetres. <laughs> On the third day. <laughs> uh, funny stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Well, yeah. it was, it was funny, John, see? Yeah, that worked out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if, if this, this wasn't big enough for you, <laughs> the next item might be, and it is a Neon Genesis Evangelion something. <laughs> we would need, uh, we would need Mr. Adam here to probably identify both of these because the page we are looking at is in, um, Japanese and I tried translating it and the translation did not help me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a couple of the, you know, the, the robot units. And, um, like I said, I'm sure Adam would be able to tell us, but they are two meters tall, which is, you know, I don't know how many inches, but it, it's human size plus it's, it's like Darth Vader size. And, uh, so if you've ever wanted, you know, one of those neon Genesis, uh, characters to like pop out and scare children, this would be it. Mm. And there's looks like there's two different ones painted up because there's looks like some different styling. So I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure there's different units. I love Not the Photoshop sure the promo pic. <laughs> I don't know that that's a whole lot of Photoshop except for <laughs> that looks about right. Um, if you do want one of these bad boys, they are 1.7 million yen, which would equate to about seventeen thousand dollars. US. Mm-hmm. Wow, it yeah. makes me want to rush out to buy that Batmobile. Yeah. See, that's a steal compared to this. <laughs> so, but if you're a big fan of the series, that might be something that you'd want to have. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to see if Adam pre-orders. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Crazy. He did, he did buy the, uh, the bathroom when we suggested it, so, you know. Mm. Mm. True. Maybe he's open to the powers of suggestion. <laughs> All right, we'll go from the very big to the very small because the rest of my news is all small stuff. And uh Funko is doing, you know, these Japanese vinyl Hikari figures, and they kind of get that carnival glass look. And the one we are looking at today is um Havoc Skeletor Hikari Sofubi figure. So he's like a soft vinyl, and uh he's painted in that that's translucent style metallic paints and... Um, really, except for the face, he's in kind of a classic Skeletor colors and the, the, the face is in like a pewter, you know, the skull face is in like a pewter. I, I kind of dig this guy. It is interesting in comparison to the other, um, Fikari figures we've seen. Hikari, Fikari, um, Hikari. Um, Let, I wonder what that means in Japanese. Probably means something you've probably uh, alienated. Or Friday. Yeah. Maybe it just means Friday. Um, yeah, yeah. I think we've seen turtles and what else have we seen? Um, Batman. We've seen some Batman. Uh, I missed that one. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, I, I agree with you. This one looks kind of cool. Yeah. Mm. But, um, I've seen a couple of these in person, you know, not the Skeletor, obviously, but I've seen the, one of the turtles and one of the Batman figures and they're, they're pretty cool. Mm. I don't know that I'm going to pop down the money for any one anytime soon. Until they maybe hit a couple of characters that I'd want, but, uh, this one's not bad. You know, Masters fans can rejoice. I think they, you'll like this one. Hmm. Yeah, it's for you. No, no. No? Alright. No? Alright. Um, Justin. Moving on. No? Justin. No, no. 
<laughs> not for me. Not for me. Well, I bet the next one's not for you either, because Funko has also announced that they're doing NFL uh, football pops. <laughs> and uh, the, the thing that, that that's probably of most interest to people listening here is, well, I imagine we have some sports fans out there and maybe even some football fans, but um, it looks like they're pops with removable helmets, or at least yeah. they come with separate helmets. So um, it does I'm, look, doesn't it? Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering if those helmets will actually fit the figures, or you just stand up. Nope, they do on the package. They do. So um, you know, what does that mean going forward for some of our other properties? Could we see pops with removable helmets for other stuff? Hmm. Perhaps. Hmm. Yeah, there's an Eli pop. Eli Manning. Yeah, there you go. He's got droopy eyes. It's like what I feel like at the moment. Oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the JJ Watt has a, uh, one of those nose things on, you know, those breathe right strips. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. I, I will say that it looks like they've, they've done some work to, you know, even though these are just, you know, basically human heads. Uh, you know, you've got the, the do rags and the, the paint under the eyes is kind of changed up depending on the person or maybe some facial hairs been added. Yeah. There's a lot of subtle differences between them. Yeah. And, and that's kind of cool. Um, and even the haircuts, I mean, you, you look down through the haircuts and I'm glad to see there's one completely bald guy there. I might have to get him <laughs> custom, but it looks like there's a couple of different poses, like maybe a defensive pose and a, Running pose and a, maybe a quarterback throw or throwing pose. So not too bad. Um, and our last bit of Funko news is it looks like they're coming out with, um, WWE series two. So, uh, Daniel Bryan, Undertaker, Triple H, Macho Man, Randy Savage. So, you know, for all you Slim Jim meeting people out there and, uh, and Hulk Hogan are coming. I think I'm going to have to get Hulk and Randy. Yeah, I was I was looking at the um the Daniel Bryan. I've no idea who he is, but I I love the beard. Mm. Yeah, the beard's cool. Even the Undertaker yes. figure looks kind of cool. Mm. He looks he looks cool. They are just they are just continuing to just plunder every license, aren't they? Well, um, you know, they talked a little bit about it on last week's show, but uh, when I was talking to to Classic, um. He had a suggestion that one that they haven't came out with, and that was uh, Last Dragon. Last Dragon. Last Dragon. Bruce Leroy. Yeah, Bruce Leroy and Show Enough. <laughs> God. <laughs> Doesn't that just seem like it would be perfect pop vinyl? Like uh, uh, there's like three characters or something in that whole yeah, movie. But, <laughs> but I, I think I think Show Enough wears two or three different okay. outfits in that, so I, I think that'd be good. I they haven't got Blade Runner yet. No, that's true. That's true. We haven't got that yet either. So, <laughs> Funko, if you're listening, we want to see Last Dragon and Blade Runner. But first of all, go. I want to say Mr. Miracle and Big Barda and Firestorm. Yes. Thank you very much. Blue Beetle, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for blue a, and gold. A, a Firestorm? Nope. No. Huh. Yeah, that seems wrong. And even when we were talking to Reese, Reese O'Brien, um, you know, he's, he's a massive Mr. Miracle Big Barter fan. And mm. if he hasn't been able to get them made, they must really think that the numbers aren't there, <laughs> which is odd with the amount of things they make. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my daughter's the Funko collector in the house now. She's got about eight. Um, okay. yeah, I probably have that many. 
Mm. Do you have um, Tinkerbell and Merida from Brave and Ariel? Uh, The last one I bought was um, the Hound from Game of Thrones. Uh Aha. So, um, and then I've got Akbar, Nick Fury, and War Machine here in front of me. I saw in the shop the other day, Bosk has come out. I've got to go buy that one. That'll be a good one. Yeah, he looks looks he looks like a very tiny baby bosk. Perfect. <laughs> I got Judge Dredd. That's it. Oh yeah, that one was cool. You got some catching up to do. Yeah. I know. <laughs> My daughter wants the supernatural ones. Oh, what? Oh, I know. God. That I know. won't stand out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway. I really want the Rocket Raccoon fabrications from them. Mm. I digress. You digress. I digress. And you know what we should digress to? We should digress to an, another installment of Name That. Well, you know, it's a time once again for Name That, because every time I come on, I play some sounds, and you guys guess what they are. And as usual, we will play last week's sound right about here. Then explore. Forest or city. You decide. City. Launch energy attacks. Take the high-rise elevator. Jump on the Ferris wheel or connect to the bridge. Look out. A trap door. The forest is filled with surprises. Secret attack slide. All right, guys. You've heard the sound. Any any guesses on this one? I was thinking some derivative of, uh, like, um, what was that guy called? Outback Jim or something like that. Some sort of thing like that. Big, big Jim? No. Big Jim. Nope. This is not Big Jim and Big Josh out camping on Brookback Mountain. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't really make it out. I was thinking, um, I was thinking something, um, Jurassic Park-ish, but that doesn't make sense with the, the city thing. So I've got no idea. You're, you're, Kind of on the right path, but not really. Cadillac's I like how you say that. I like how you make me feel better about it, and then you'll <laughs> tell me the answer, and it'll have absolutely nothing to do with it. Well, it, it's more from an animated property. It is a Pokemon Unova region playset. Oh, so close. Yeah. yeah. See? I, and I pick Pokemon because I have no idea what Pokemon are. I know you just got to catch them all. That's all I know. <laughs> But, yeah, apparently this was a playset that came out for one of their figure lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Nobody's got that one yet. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, that must be making them too tough these days. Maybe I'll have to put an easy one in this week. And we'll put that right here. On my way. Target in sight. Coordinates confirmed. Hold position. Sending in reinforcements. Fires. Congratulations, Jill. And one more time. On my way. Target in sight. Coordinates confirmed. Hold position. Sending in reinforcements. Fires. Congratulations, Jill. As always, you guys know how this works. You come on over to AFB Forum. That's AFB Forum. And you can hang out with all of us and the other hosts. And uh, you can make guesses. And if you get guesses, you get points. And, you know, um, I, I think that Scotty is starting up his Manzillion service. And if you get enough points, um, starting, well, he, he's, he's got the right licenses now. Okay. So he couldn't say it officially before. 
So, um, yeah, he, if you get enough points, he'll come over and, and perform a manzillion for you. Um, I, I, so are you trying to encourage people to come over to the site? Someone wants sure what points. I'm not sure what your angle is there, John. Um, I, I don't know. I, the only you haven't, you haven't really thought this one through, have you? <laughs> I never think any of this through. The words just come out of my mouth and, you know, that's, that's all there is. Oh, so. dear. Of course, if you get enough points, you could also get, get Ben's autograph. So that is something worth getting. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Nobody ever is for my autograph. <laughs> anyway, I guess we probably should move on and, uh, start looking at some toys of the week. talk about toys of the week so we try and bring you as many as we can and we've been bringing you a lot of um you know double and triple toy of the week shows and we are doing that again tonight and justin is going to start things off with now this is a masters of the universe figure it is not some kind of male enhancement products the masters of the universe extendar so justin tell us about your extension <laughs> thanks for that uh, intro john uh, <laughs> i'll try and top it so to speak. Uh, yes, as our gracious host just told us, we're here to talk about Master of the Universe Classics Extendor, Extendar figure. Uh, you guys remember that pretty funny episode of, uh, Justice League Unlimited where I think, um, Plastic Man turns up or Elongated Man turns up to, to help on a mission and Plastic Man's already there and they say to him that, uh, sorry, I've already got one stretchy guy. We don't need another one. Do you guys remember that episode? I think I do remember that one, yes. The reason I bring it up is because we already have uh, Mechanic. That's a guy whose basic uh, battle stance or his way to get into action is to extend his neck really high and say, guys, the enemy's coming, and then basically not do much after that. <laughs> so <laughs> to catch it on that, uh, Mattel have, at the original line, brought another guy out who was an extendable knight sort of, but this guy had extendable limbs. They went off that mechanic idea and added um, extendable legs, arms, uh, waist, and neck as well. So that's about what Extendor does. So I'll get into this uh, this review. He's from uh, Maddie, so he's from the sub. He was released in June as a sub-release. Apparently, a little bit of research that he sold out in day of sale in 26 minutes. So wow. I think it was pretty popular in a way that he was one of the original released back in the eighties. And this is the modern version update. 
So he is the standard six-inch figure that we've come to know from this Master of the Universe Classics line. He costs $27 US when he first came out, so I guess not too sure of the comparison after shipping. Like I've said before, I'm in a, a sub with a few other collectors, so I'm not exactly sure about how much he costs, but I guess to Australia it would have been up the $35, $36 mark for this one figure. Hmm. Packaging. He has the regular clamshell Master of the Universe Classics uh, packaging. It hasn't changed since 2008. It's the same Grayskull-inspired uh, brickwork at the front. There's a bio on the back and also have the recent released figures from the previous months on the back as well. Now, the packaging's not really collector-friendly if you're an opener, so you open him, you can't really get him back in there. Um, said this before, but if I guess if you're a collector, to keep the same style you have since 2008 it would look good in a collection. Now, having said all that, the sculpt is actually pretty good. If you can imagine, they've tried to blend like an old-school knight figure with some sort of, I guess you call it uh, mech or tech that they add to the extendable limb parts of the um the figure and all those parts are really well done and sculpted there's raised sections and indentations to the same sections um now with the paint it's sort of like it, it's hard to get white on an action figure so they've sort of gone for a chromey white dull finish on this one now extender comes with that sort of bib style uh accessory they put on the normal chest plate type this one is pretty good it doesn't look chunky and it fits quite well on extender as well. Now, when I look at this, I guess it has 18 points of articulation in the, extend, in the standard places, but I guess you can add more articulation when you add the actual pieces he comes with, which I should explain are these sort of block pieces that can go into the calves, into the forearms, waist, and neck. So you just sort of uh, pop bits and pieces off, and it has a little peg system that connects the limbs to that section. Now, so he's not really as much of an extendar as an extendedar. That's right. Or please help me extendar to become extended sort of thing. The deal was when they made this new classics line that they couldn't add action features. So they've had to, you know, bluff their way through this the best they could. So that's why we, for Mechanic, for example, we got an extra piece to add a really long neck. There's no sort of action feature that allows you to just have him twist at the waist and his long neck sprouts out. There always. Why is that? Why is that? Is that a, a licensing thing? Well, I think a cost thing more than anything else. Mattel owned the license outright, and I think for a way this worked out cheaper than for them to have to add springs and the rest of everything they did. I think that's the explanation. Don't hold it as gospel, but I'm pretty sure that's what they said when the line started. <laughs> I know. We could ask Maddie. Yeah, ask Maddie. Yeah. I'm sure that they would have a perfectly logical and lucid. <laughs> Send your hate mail, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, playability, posability. I guess I'm out of the playing range, and most collectors are who still get these classics lined. So, um, you know, he's pretty cool. He... Extends, he does look a bit awkward when he's extended and all the limb parts are added, but I guess if you had it as a kid, you can tell exactly what's going on. My son likes to play with him because, uh, you know, he can take pieces out and put pieces in almost like Lego, I guess. Um, now accessories, 
He has a shield, which he originally came with in the 80s. It's sort of to keep the extension bit going on. The shield opens up and there's some sort of raised tech in there as well. It did note on, on a few raised areas, he does, uh, have the peace symbol here and there. So I'm pretty sure that came with the original figure as well. They suck, they, um, stuck the, um, the peace symbol into some of the, uh, raised areas. He's got it on his neck and is also in the shield as well. Um, and the other accessory is a lance. He comes with a, with a jousting lance to keep up the night theme. Uh, look, as they wind down this subscription and the end of the, uh, what do they call it? The road, the, what do they call it? Their road plan or their road thing, whatever it is. Road I guess map. they try and roadmap, that's it. And they try and get the figures that had figures, uh, as the original line did. And it just was Extendor's turn. I mean, they're, I don't want to say scraping the bottom of the barrel because I'm sure somewhere Extender is someone's favorite. You know, why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, uh, Extender in a sort of nutshell. Uh, the coloring's good, I guess. And the bits of red around the waistband sort of make it stand out a bit. It's not that I don't really like the figure. I guess it's just sort of, like I said before, where you have one stretchy guy, you know, why do we need another one? But I can understand, like I said, already mentioned before, they're trying to get every figure they, they've done before the roadmap wears out. Um, now, which brings us on to the all important dollar rating, dolly rating. I guess I don't want to come from a place where I'd say I like the figure because I've got to take it for what is in my hand. And I guess it's pretty solid and I'll probably give it a, uh, eight out of ten. I don't really have anything to fold it with except that, um, uh, He's not really that interesting. That's about it. <laughs> you, do, you do realize when I, I, I post this everywhere, um, I will be saying that, you know, this week on the show, Justin talks about extensions. That's fine. Or extends himself <laughs> or something. That's fine. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any questions about Extendor? Extendor? <laughs> Does no? it come with any blue pills or? No. He's not limp anywhere when you add the extensions or... No, he seems pretty uh, robust. <laughs> I'm trying to you know, work in all the jobs I can. Yeah. 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 Never mind. Oh. Well, Eli, you got anything? No, we're, we're good. We're good. Okay. 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 Well, we'll, we'll wrap up our, our, our extended discussion of this figure with uh, this and come back when talk about things we've added to our collections. <laughs> In his mighty fortress, Prince Adam transforms into He-Man. I have the power! And now it's He-Man versus the evil Skeletor. Skeletor alone is no match for He-Man. But there's the ferocious fangs of Panthor. Scratch that, He-Man's got Battle Cat. Now it's a fight with bite and a mass of missiles. That was close, but He-Man's mighty sword is closer. So long, Skeletor. New He-Man, Skeletor, Battle Cat, and Panther figures each sold separately. We're all here because we amass great amounts of stuff and some of it's action figure related. Some of it's dust, our action figure related stuff, our statue related stuff. And, uh, some of it's just more, uh, stuff. So <laughs> feeding the addiction is where we take time to kind of check in and see what kind of things everybody's picked up. And, um, you know what? We're going to go with Justin. Okay. I'll, uh, what did I get? I got some uh, custom fodder. Again, from eBay, there's a bit of a rash on the moment with the uh, Hulk figure that came from the Valkyrie 2-pack, 
which was hard to get. So if you're after that figure, you can probably pick him up for about 20 bucks with free postage at the moment. And several of those red she-hulks, which is the, the larger female buck, they're going for quite cheap now. You could probably get them average of about 16 bucks on eBay shipped as well at the moment as well. <laughs> um, and Master of the Universe Classics, uh, two figures that, you know, you thought Extender was bad. <laughs> we got, uh, Double Mischief, you know, that big name in the Master of the Universe world and Flog. It's Flog. It's Flog. Flog, it's yeah. For- <laughs> And he was from the new adventures of He-Man. That's uh, Bennett. Right. Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. So all new exciting flog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> who was Double Mischief? Uh, she was a princess of power thing that uh, she could uh, turn her head and she had two heads. So you twist it in a thing. Much like Manny Faces several years before. But with a girl. So that, never mind. I don't want to offend any female listeners. <laughs> I'm not saying what I'm thinking. <laughs> But yeah, Flog looks a bit turdish. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're happy with that. Yeah, yeah, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got um, the Golden Age Black Terror versus Killer Robot figurine, which I'll talk really? about soon. Oh, how was it? Good. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it soon. You can't talk about it now. Sorry. Um, I also got the Batman Black and White by Darwin Cook statue, um, wow. which I'd been eyeing off for a couple of years since it came out. And uh, our good friend Mike from Mike's Comics and Store uh, had one that he was able to part with for some financial reward. And uh, I now have a black and white statue, first of, probably won't be my last Oh, cool. Uh-oh. Floodgates. You know, I've looked at those. Those are, out of all of the statues for Batman I've seen, those are some of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've actually been tempted a few times myself by, by those. Yeah. Yes. Tempted and and whatever the next thing from being tempted is. Yeah. Well, you know, I the, the thing is, is where I've seen them are normally in comic shops. Mm. And... I've been just lucky enough that there's just always something else there. Yeah. That catches my eye in time. <laughs> you know? Oh, look, something pretty. Or, or there, are there behind a counter? Yeah. Where I can't quite get to it, you know, right on. And mm. that was probably what stopped me. But, um, because of you guys and all your pre-orders and stuff and everybody else on the show, I actually pre-ordered something and got it in. And that is the Tamashi Bandai Flame Effect set, um, which is pretty darn cool. It's kind of for a six-inch scale figure, but I've I've done some stuff with it. And uh, mm. it's it's pretty darn cool. I'm, I'm really happy that I got it. Um, the shipping on it was a little more than what I initially thought it was going to be when I uh, signed up for it, but... That's okay, because it, it actually turned out really well. Oh, where did you order that from? Um, uh, Hobby Link Japan. Okay. So, and then uh, I picked up some DC Universe or DC superhero figures from Blip, and I might just be talking about those here in a few minutes, because I know you're saying Blip. What the hell is that? But um, anyway, we'll, I'll probably talk about that here in a few minutes. <laughs> so. But uh, since Eli has been like, Keeping his his review to himself here on the Black Terror, we need to get right to that, and we'll be right back after this with that. 
before Justin freaks out on me. <laughs> the surgeon called action. Mayhem is broken out of the dastardly domain of Ming the Merciless. Soldiers are urgently needed. Join me, Flash Gordon, and Team Flash as we mow down evil with Rebel Air Bikes. Rock the universe in the Tribibian. And space surf on our air sled. It'll be a blast. So join Team Flash today. Otherwise, we'll return you to your regular... Well, it's time for another Toy of the Week, and Eli has been keeping us on the edge of our seats because we all both wanted to know what he thought about this figure, but he wouldn't tell us until he got into his review. <laughs> so, before you, you, you kill poor Justin there with, <laughs> with suspense, could you start telling us about this figure? I would be glad to. All right, so this is the Black Terror versus Killer Robot figurine from the Golden Age Comics figure collection. So um may recall that I've purchased uh, a couple versions, uh, the previous two figurines from this um, this line, the Stardust figure and Phantoma figurines. And we um, we interviewed Jared Zajacek on the show way back. Um, so it is, it's just been released. So released, um, uh, July and it just arrived, um, in the last week. It is a 121st scale figurine, 1 to 21 scale figurine. Um, the, uh, I guess it's the polystone type of thing. Um, it, um, the Black Terror is, uh, he's a, he's a public domain character. They originally appeared in a, a comic series called Exciting Comics way back in 1941, published by Needor Comics. And that actual character, um, is probably one of the more well-known public domain golden age characters. Um, and he had a good run, uh, right through to about 1949, I believe. And, um, Jared's been creating some various characters, um, figurines from the golden age, uh, public domain, um, era. And, um, this is, um, the third in the series so far. And the fourth, I believe is space Hawk. I want to say is the next one. So this is the first time that, um, he's done kind of two figurines in one, um, uh, Package. So the Black Terror is the, the hero of this and the killer robot is, um, from the cover of, uh, I think it is Exciting Comics number 45. And there's a little bit of a story behind this is the robot doesn't actually appear in the story. It's just, uh, on the cover, this particular scene that he's recreated. Um, now, the price that I paid for this being two characters is more than the usual. It was about, th- I think the, the, the rack price is $30 and I probably paid a little bit less with pre-order discount and, um, and shipping on top of that. The packaging is a, uh, box with a, uh, I guess, a, like a slip around the box. Uh, the first figure that Jared did, the, um, the Stardust figure, was actually a fully um, uh, printed box. And then the second one with Phantom uh, production costs um, concerns, he made just this wraparound um, slip that covered, um, say, four sides of the box. Um, with And that's the same as what we've got with this figure. 
where um, we've got a yeah, it's a it's a cardstock uh, artwork slip that wraps around the shipper box. Um, very nice box. The um, the artwork on there, and I believe Jared does that all himself. So it's got a photo of the figure. It's got some of the um, pictures of the art um, that cover that he um, appeared in and um, a bit of a backstory to the Black Terror as well as instructions on how to assemble the figurine, which I'll get into a little bit soon. Um, and it's got the, um, the, the number of the, um, the edition of this, of this run. So it's a limited run of 175 figurines. Uh, the one I've got is number 14, so it's not a bad high number. Um, and inside the box, the figurine comes in a um, foam sort of uh, inlay, and um, there's a few pieces in there as well. So it, um, I guess it's the box is collector friendly, but the you would you wouldn't be able to put the um, the figurine back in the way that you took it out, but it'd probably allow you to put it back in there. But we'll talk about that a bit. Um, so. The sculpt for this is really beautiful. He's done a really good job. He does 3D sculpting and then, um, then I believe he sends the 3D, um, artwork off to, um, China and, um, he's got some people working over there who do the prototypes for him before they actually run it into production. Now, there, are there was a couple of different parts. So there's the base. The Black Terror figurine, the Killer Robot figurine, and there's a couple of parts that were meant to be loose that I think the factory glued on and then, um, um, which he didn't think was going to happen initially. So there was some construction required though, and as I mentioned, there's assembly instructions on the box, but it came with an extra little, um, note in the mail about seriously before you open this here's a couple of things you're going to have to watch out for really delicate pieces in this robot so the robot um, has a pack on it that has a really thin antenna on it the robot's holding a dagger which is quite thin and delicate and there is some uh, wire tubing going from the robot's head to its backpack as well now, I didn't read the paper thing in a lot of detail before I opened it because I was so excited. And um, as it turns out, the one of the things that was um, likely to happen if I wasn't careful was that the robot's dagger uh, actually snagged on the foam packaging and um, broke off. Now, I was able to fix that with some super glue, so it was all good, but um, it is a very finely detailed figurine. We're talking, I said, 1 to 21 scale figurine here. This is only like, uh, let's say, 10 centimetres tall, um, not even 4 inches, so a bit less than 4 inches, and there's there's a hell of a lot of detail in this. Um and one of the the wire tube things that was attached to the back thing had come undone. So I had to super glue that on as well. Uh, and then there are instructions for inserting the two characters into the base. And that bit was actually really painless. Um, but yes, this is one of the compromises that you have to make with something this delicate is that uh, you need to be very, very careful with it. Now that it's assembled, it's all good. Um, 
to mention the sculpt is pretty pretty perfect. Um, the quality of the paint applications uh, is phenomenal for this scale. If you if we're thinking about the comparison figurines, eagle moss figurines, and and the quality that you'll see on those, and is often quite lacking if you're unlucky. As per the Stardust and Phantom Art figures, this is it's so close to spot on it's not funny i think i really have to struggle to find um you know a, a little bit of um uh, painting it's hand painted so the yellow bands on the black terror in a couple of spots it goes a little bit wayward and i mean by you know not even a, f- a slither of um wayward um it's a i'd be really hard up to penalize the figure for where it isn't perfect but um it, uh, it's really well done. The skull and crossbones emblem on his chest are very well done. The eye mask, everything is there. Nothing seems off or, or goofy. Um, extremely well done. The robot's, you know, metal. He's all fine. Nothing to worry about there. So very good. Um in terms of, uh, accessories, well, it's really just the, um, if you count the robot, <laughs> that's a great accessory. The base is really cool. So the base has both their names, Killer Robot versus the Black Terror, um, uh, embossed, debossed into the, into the base with, um, there's a sculpted sort of detail of bits of the metal of the robot having been smashed off lying around. You know, the, the damage of the fight. Beautiful little base there. Uh, underneath there's, um, there's a little uh, golden sort of sticker with the, um, the number of the, um, the issue of the figure. And, um, it's really cool. It's amazing the amount of detail he's managed to get into this. Um, so I'm pretty happy with this. If you are couldn't the, tell. Are the pieces on the base removable? Are they they're fixed, solidly attached? That's yeah. Good. Well, I assume one of them you probably could get off, probably glued in the factory, but it, it it's it's attached as it comes in that's, the box. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I um. Yeah. Obviously, it's disappointing that you know the the sword the the dagger broke off at uh underneath the robot's hand and and the other thing I mentioned with the the metal tube stuff but it is a very delicate piece of um sculpture I I love that robot cuz mm. it, it looks so much like a classic B movie man in the suit you know man in a tin suit robot Yeah yeah it's just yeah, that- yeah, I just love that aesthetic that bit that's on the, that curved bit that's on the base, um, you can see, uh, on one angle, I'm not sure if you can see that from the photos online, but where that bit comes from, it comes from the, he's sort of his left side of his torso. So it's a pretty cool detail there as well. Yeah, you mean even the look on the face of the robot is. <laughs> yeah, the teethy that grin, cool. that's classic. That is cool. I, you know, it's like somebody said, oh, we're making a B movie. Go down to the hardware store and buy us some dryer <laughs> vent and, uh, make it fit on that guy over there, you know? It's like in the forties, they didn't have the imagination for what a robot could look like other than a man dressed in tin. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just, I love that. I, I really do. There's a lot of, um, Jared put a lot of production pictures up as they came through. Um, and this is, the robot was constructed out of a few pieces. It was, it was like, it's, it's an ambitious little piece. Um, 
and the factory's done a tremendous job. Um, so I, I'm, I know he'd have to be pretty happy with how it's turned out other than the, the risk involved in, in, um, shipping it and taking it out of the box and assembling it. Really for the scale, the, the paint on the Black Terror too, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with that. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it is it is great. It's um, and you know, I'm I'm happy to pay. I guess what people would consider maybe a bit more than they'd be willing to pay for an Eagle Moss figure, but this is better than an Eagle Moss figure. You know, it's 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 so much better in the in the quality that you get. You know, I, I think the thing you got to remember with things like this is you're you're buying art. You're not buying you know a, a toy. Mm. You're buying art, and you know. It, you're going to get what you pay for it normally. Well, on the box, it does say, this is a work of art, not a toy. Does, oh, does it? It does, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Huh. And I think it's it's totally fair for him to put that on the box. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm in for whatever he makes. Um, and uh, I think the Space Hawk, as I said, is the, is the next thing. And, you know, it's, it's hard work. He's obviously having to do uh, all this himself. Uh, and, but he's, he's making it happen. And I think we've, we've heard before, um, that he actually started trying to do this thing as a Kickstarter and he didn't get funded. And so he went and did it himself, which I think is, um, really cool considering all the kick, Kickstarters we've, uh, seen come and go without any, um, any result. <laughs> yeah. Any yeah. prize. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> so you're probably wondering what I'm going to give it for a rating. Yes. I'm going to have to be fair and, and take a, take a, um, a half point, half dolly off just because of the, um, the issue with the dagger and the, the reassembly stuff. Um, I don't think I can penalize the paint at all. Um, so I think it's just going to be that half point, nine and a half dollies. Well, cool. Well, that sounds fair. Yeah. Sounds fair. Yeah. Very cool figure. That's a nice little piece to the collection, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm very happy with that. That's me. All right. Well, you know, maybe we'll come back and talk about something we're not happy about. <laughs> somebody a red card. Let's do it. What is this bizarro world? Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or worse. Handing out the penalty this week is John, so over to you, buddy. Well, you know, we were talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, and like I said, I went with Mrs. Nerd, and right after we were done, we went to Walmart to uh, get some groceries and stuff because it was Sunday and, you know, we were going to make dinner or whatever, and I was jazzed up. You know, I, 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 I was riding that movie high and I was like, you know, oh, you know, I know those two inch figures are out there. Uh, maybe some Lego sets. I, I gotta go look, you know, cause I, I really want to get something from this movie. And you know what? There was nothing, nothing, not a thing on the shelves for Guardians of the Galaxy in the toy section. Wow. That's, That's weird. Pretty bad. Well, I think they had one of those large rocket, you know, the action, toy, you know, ones, but, um, yeah, I mean, there, there was no Groot, there was no, no Drax, no Gamora. I was very sad. It was very sad. And, um, 
you know, I've kind of looked all through this week and at a couple of different Walmarts and other places and, uh, they've either sold through what their initial was or, or, you know, they just didn't get it in. And, um, it's a little frustrating when you got this really great movie that you're excited about and you, you can't buy any of the characters. Mm, you they know? underestimate the popularity. You know, I don't, I, I wonder if it's partly that, you know, because buyers probably were like, Guardians of the Galaxy, what's that? Mm. Or, um, you know, they've, they've probably gotten burned by the last couple of Marvel movies a bit, um, overstocking. Sure. And, uh, I, I wonder if they just didn't, you know, stock up for it. But, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily want the two inch figures or whatever they are. Um, I, you know, I'd obviously prefer to have, uh, a three and three quarter figure. I mean, if I could have walked out of that movie and there would have been a whole, a whole guardians crew of three and three quarter figures at Walmart, I'd have snapped them up mm. without a doubt mm. with, 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 you know, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I haven't actually gone and looked in any of the shops here. Um, the two inch figures don't appeal to me at all, but I think the one thing about that line that is interesting is all the, the vehicles they're, they're putting out for them. Uh, affordable, affordable vehicles, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the, the Milano would have been an insane three and three quarter vehicle to try and mm. do. Um, not, un, not totally undoable, but, um, obviously it's a little, a little easier in that scale. Mm. So. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, Hasbro, for your, uh, Guardians distribution and lack of three and three quarter figures, you're getting our red card. Bam, bam. Mr. Freeze and the Penguin are taking over the new Lego Batcave. <laughs> you can take control, arm the weapon tower, launch the net, stop the henchmen, and put Mr. Freeze on ice. It's up to you to reclaim the Batcave. You control the action. With a new Lego Batman collection. Well, you know, it's down to me. I guess I'm the last one to go. And uh, this week I, you know, I kind of have a addiction to minifigures. And um, I'm looking at Series 1. These are blip. DC superheroes, and I know you guys are saying Blip. Who the hell is Blip? And they are the people that make Squinkies. And um, apparently these are, um, I don't know if these are just distributed at Walgreens, but I was in Walgreens picking up my uh, prescriptions. And um, lately, I, I, I should preface this with lately, uh, we've been watching Arrow. We hadn't watched it up to this point. So um, I thought it might be cool to get a little Green Arrow figure and... Uh, there's about eight figures in this pack in here in this series, and he's one of them. So I thought, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up a couple, or I was going to pick up one of these and say, eh, if I can get Green Arrow, all well and good, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so I'm feeling around in the packages, and I'm looking at the back of the package, and I, okay, I think I know what he should feel like. And um, I got out to the car, and I rip open the package, and I got Green Lantern. <laughs> so wanted Green Arrow, got Green Lantern. Yes, you do. Yeah, and that was almost a red card right there. But um anyway, I, I had to go back another uh, for something else later that week, and um, I went through a couple more. And the Batman has a pretty distinctive cape, so I picked up Batman, and I was able to figure out which one was Green Arrow this time. So um they're blind bag, so you got to do the touchy-feely thing, and you rip it open, so obviously it's not uh, collector-friendly at all. Um 
these are, I don't know, they're maybe about an inch and a half high figures. Um, they're not the, the squishy, squinky material. They're more of a hard, hard plastic type thing. Um, you know, they're stylized, so their heads are a little bigger than their bodies. But, um, they also come with a little post that sticks in their ass. <laughs> and, uh, that little post attaches to a little hexagon base. They almost look like little, um, game pieces with these hexagon bases. Like here I clicks or something. Yeah, and they actually have some little tabs and some little cutouts, and you can um, put the bases together, you know, link them together um, if you are into that kind of thing. And and actually, because I have three of them, uh, just kind of starting this off, they actually have different color um, DC emblems on all of their bases. So, um, like, mm-hmm. Batman has a white one, and then the, the two green guys have different shades of green on their base. Um they really don't stand on their own. You really kind of need the base just because they're so top heavy because of their head. Um, and Batman's cape, Batman's kind of in a swooping pose with his, his arms outstretched and the cape behind him. So he kind of needs it. And Green Lantern's in a, um, holding his ring straight out, but kind of a flying pose as well. Uh, you know, overall, uh, I kind of dig these little guys. Um, matter of fact, I might go back and try and try and score a couple more of them. Um, the Batman is, I'm pretty sure that he might be based on a new 52 because he's got some little lines and stuff on him, but not overly new 52. Um, obviously he has the, uh, just with the bat symbol without the, the yellow around it, but, um, it's a gray and black Batman. So I imagine there might be a future one with, with gray and blue, but, um, you know, and he's got the, the, the cape, like I said, stretch out behind him. Green Lantern, um, I'm not a huge Green Lantern fan, but, uh, pretty much classic Green Lantern type thing. Got the little lantern on his chest. The, the mask is painted on. The paint on these guys is pretty cool. Um, for the size and the type of figure they are, you know, cause they're blind bag, couple dollar figure. Um, really the paint's pretty darn good. Um, even compared to the squinkies I've seen in person. Um, I was pretty impressed with that. There's a little touch of green where his ring should be and, uh, the, the, the green arrow, you know, his bow's painted a different color of green and he's got gloves and flesh tone all over him. I'm pretty impressed. Um, also the sculpting on the, the two, uh, green guys, the, the hair, um, it's just well done. I, I was really surprised on, on how well done it was. Um, so really, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty impressed overall. Surprisingly, probably the figure I'm most disappointed in is Batman. I mean, Green Lantern because it's Green Lantern, but, um, the, the Batman's kind of plain compared to the rest of them. And, uh, you know, he's in that swooping pose, but he's not horrible by any means. I mean, you had him on your desk, people would know it's Batman and, uh, go, hey, that's Batman. You're kind of weird. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, really, uh, for a dollar ninety nine or whatever I spent on them, I'm I'm pretty impressed, and uh, that that doesn't you know always happen to be the case with these kind of figures. You know, you know, a lot of times you see like a quality problem or the the paint's kind of sloppy or, or or something like that. But um, you know, they got the little bases; they're all standing up about the same height. The the style is true, and uh, I, I really don't have any complaints. Um. You know, the, the one complaint I do have is on the package. If you see these guys, they're, they're in a, um, like I said, a blind bag and they, they have Superman on the front and then on the back. Uh, Superman is powering up his eyes, I'm assuming, because his eyes are red. Uh, so 
I, I don't know what kind of stylistic choice that was, but uh, it, I didn't think it was Superman at first. I thought it was maybe Bizarro because of the, the red eyes, but uh, no, it's it's Superman with just glowing bright red eyes, and it's it's a little bit off-putting to me. So I probably will not be picking up a Superman, but they they have a Catwoman, uh, Cyborg, Joker, and Wonder Woman also in this series, and I, I'm going to probably go back and look for the Catwoman and maybe the Wonder Woman. Um, just because I, I think they're kind of cool, and um, you know, for the money, pretty neat little figures. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, they, they must have done a Marvel series too, because I have a um, another green figure. I have a Green Goblin from the Marvel series, and he has the same base and kind of peg thing going on. Um, and uh, I haven't seen any of those in quite a while, but. Um, like I said, I thought I'd take a chance on this, and I didn't. I actually didn't even realize they were part of the same thing, because the company name and series is kind of not real prevalent on these. It's just kind of one of those things you'd see at a register or something and go, oh, okay, which is what I did. So, um, you know, I think I'm going to go eight and a half dollies on this, just because uh, they're fun little figures. Yeah, that's not bad for a blind bag figure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy. <laughs> And after that, you know, we're going to come back, maybe do some feedback, maybe talk about some other happy people, maybe not, and wrap things up. It's Pulsar, the ultimate man of adventure. You energize his heart, lungs, and body fluid into pulsating action. Then load a mission disc into his brain. Imagine you make his heart beat for land adventures. His lungs pump for high-altitude missions. Pulsar. Imagine you energizing for exciting feats of strength. Pulsar, the ultimate man of adventure, new from Mattel. Well, you know, this is normally the point in the show where we have feedback, but, um, well, you know, I, I think Scott likes to save all the feedback for the shows he's on, and I, I think he only filters it to us if it's feedback that's good about him. Um, but I could be wrong, you know, because I have not got my fan mail from, uh, you know, from, from all those adoring throngs that, that they keep saying he's, he's getting, uh, I don't know. Maybe you guys, do you, do you guys get, get the big bag fan mail that he seems to get? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, yeah, I've got piles of the stuff just <laughs> sitting in the, out in the yard. I noticed that Ben actually organizes his and alphabetizes who was from and stuff and, you know, files it away. I just like to, I just like to throw mine into big long piles in the backyard and let the dogs run through it. They like that. I kind of want to, you know, put it on the floor and roll in it. But, Mm. um, you know, if if you guys want to send like a, a memory foam mattress with your feedback on it, you know, you could do that to podcast at actionfigureblues.com and, uh, you know, you ask for the shipping address and send me a memory foam address and then just write on there your feedback. I, I, I you know, preferably a, a queen or king size. That, that'd be really nice of you. Um, I, I, I could use that. Oh. So, well, we don't really have any feedback, but we do have an exciting announcement. And Eli, you are going to bring us this exciting bit of news. Yes. So um, we ran a little um, contest on Facebook to for our. We, we just keep getting more likes on the Facebook page, um, and so we had a ten thousand like contest. And the winner of that contest was our friend Ryan Eddie Edmonds. And Yay. he just keeps winning. He just wins at AFB. Yes, he does. He does. 
Um, so, uh, what he has won is a Black Canary bombshell statue from DC Collectibles. That is not a bad little bit of swag. Yeah, not too shabby at all. No, apparently, uh, apparently the judges saw through my, uh, my, my Zoe puppy entry. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. So, um, Eddie, if you, you haven't already figured that one out, um, make sure you get in contact with Scott and he will sort you out. It's really convenient that Eddie lives in the same city as Scott though, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think they've actually ever met, have they? No, I think there was kind of, there was a near miss. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so maybe this will be their chance. <laughs> and you know what? I, I think Scott should buy him a cup of coffee as well. Yeah, he probably should. Mm-hmm. Probably should. I, I think that would be fair. Mm-hmm. So, Eddie, if you're listening, tell Scott that you need a free cup of coffee as well. Yes, and thanks for the support, Eddie. Yeah, he's very supportive of everything we do, and uh, he's a friend of the show. Can we say we that about friend of the show? We should get, we should get patches made. Yeah. AFB, friend of the show. Yeah. Or maybe like the buttons, you know, like the old buttons used to get yeah, yeah. put on stuff. Mm. We'll have to look into that. Friend of the show. <laughs> Official friend of the show. Official friend of the show. O-F-O-T-S. Offits. Man, that doesn't sound good. We'll keep working on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, you know, it's it's been a real blast. Do you guys got anything else that you want to close out with? Jeez. Uh, 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 racking uh, the brain. Uh, uh, you guys are tired. You want to go to bed. Uh, Silly Americans keeping you awake. Stupid time zones. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't worry. The the time changes are coming. and uh, uh, um, It's going to get tougher. Yeah. yeah. If you guys are think you're up late now, I'll be up early. <laughs> so, but I do it all because I love you guys. Oh, Aww. that's nice. Yeah. Perfect way to end the show. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll end it there. And we will say good night, Argentina. Good night, Argentina. Good night. Remember to have your Adam Manzillion. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Punchy hands. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. to activate quick time. Uh-oh. <laughs> no idea. All right. At least I'll be honest and say I have no idea. Forest or city. Hmm.
Oh. Here we go. I'm going to buy a new vacuum cleaner tomorrow. <laughs> well, that was kind of completely random. <laughs> I was just looking at my tabs. Nah. And, uh, uh, all right, save, save it, save it. Sorry. We need to talk about the vacuum cleaner. Oh, we bought one the oh, other day, a Dyson thing. You, you did? Yeah, we had that's Electrolux. That's, that's what we're about to buy, a Dyson. Yeah. No, it's, it's, well, our one's an upright, but it's, uh, I think it's the allergy one, I think. Hmm. Has bits okay. and pieces. Cause but, yeah, it's, it's a, a good fancy vacuum. turbine head thing. Yes. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what makes it to the, um, the allergy one. Yeah. I think the difference is only really in the, um, the different accessories, the price. I think it's all the same machine. Yeah. So do I. It's just the, it's just the accessories. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, as we truffle on to middle age, talk about vacuums. <laughs> yeah, man. I should just put that at the beginning of the episode. Just to mess with Scott. Welcome to vacuum time. <laughs> See if he, li- you know, the problem was is he wouldn't be the one time he didn't listen to it and just put it straight up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then say what when you told him he missed a cut. <laughs> That must be making them too tough these days. Maybe I'll have to put an easy one in this week. And we'll put that right here. So vacuums, huh? (laughs) And one more time. Yeah, vacuums suck. (laughs) Sucks like a Dyson. As always, you guys know how this works. Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby. Be the unusual... uh, (laughs) One job. (laughs) One job. One job. I was worried I wasn't going to have any bloopers for the end. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got the vacuum stuff. Never mind. (laughs) Arnold, I only told you to get Scott's glasses because I thought it'd be funny. Now take them back to him before he mistakes a bar of soap for a Tim Tam.